Those are the sound effects I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Surprise. I like that. Yeah. The only thing that the drummer just gets bored after a while and just walks away. Yeah, because we don't pay him enough. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, let me get another cue of that, homie. Thank you, man. That's going to be an extra an extra charge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're done with you. Done with that motherfucker. All right. Uh, guys, welcome back to Creative Vices. This is episode 14. Damn. 14. 14. That's 1.4. When did we start this? Without the period. When do we start this? We started this earlier this year, but before we get to that, let's let's focus on on uh, on the person that's sitting right next to me. I'm very I'm very uncomfortable right now, so we need to address him. Yeah, yeah, he's making me do that single sweat across my forehead and just. Yeah, I can see it. You, that bit of sweat is coming down your forehead. Yeah, yeah. You look nervous, man. Now he's laughing and I'm crying, so yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So without further ado, who are you? Who am I? Existential crisis. No, I'm uh, my name is Juan Ortega. I'm a filmmaker, actor, and creative. Man, this guy just does it all, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yes, to the show, man. Welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a good minute. Um, everything takes time. That, that's the thing about what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we also try to uh, share with, with people that we cross paths. Um, funny enough... Uh, with Juan was the opposite of that. Uh, it was not something that took time. It was something that just fucking like. It was instant. Instant. Uh, Spontaneous. Was, Spontaneity. Yeah, it was like a shark. It just happened. Yeah, you weren't expecting it, but there it and is. And that's so you know we're making a scene. Then the following day, I'm still gassy, so we have to go to the gym and record some stuff. Yeah. And then I had to touch, take some Beto Bismol because. We didn't have time to change your underwear after that. Dude. Wow. You had to wear my shorts. Came to I that. wore yeah, wore your shorts. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a little chaotic because like the talent wasn't all the way there. Because I yeah, I came up. I I went to Sugarbirds gym like that Wednesday, and I was like, let's shoot a commercial. And he was like, okay. And then like I said Saturday, and he was like, like he got like kind of like flustered. But I was like, we don't have to. And he's like, no, no, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. But uh, it still came out. It came out pretty cool. Yeah, it came yeah. out pretty cool. Yeah, and something that we want to—I mean, you've noticed. You kind of follow us, so it's gonna be. It's already out. Yeah, we we made By our. Time little... this podcast, it's already out. We, it's probably like like three videos ago. Probably. By the time yeah, this podcast yeah, but, comes out. But in case you haven't noticed, and I, I we addressed this from the get go, we made our cut, and we're gonna. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. We're very happy. To kind of share with the world and to kind of like promote you and promote everyone that was involved. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of cool. Shout out to Felix. Shout out to Felix. Oh, yeah. He was really cool. Going crazy on Shout that. out to Juan for yeah. like yeah. giving us this opportunity to collaborate. Because I appreciate y'all too. Yes, sir. And it's a good example of seeing how the same content can be interpreted in different ways. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's kind of the, that's kind of the beauty of what we do. Yeah. But let's, let's, wait, let's hold up. Hold up. Yeah, what what's going on here? What is what kind of podcast is this? Yeah, what are we drinking? Let's let's. This is called Creative Vices, so. Sipping. Yeah. Wouldn't be a Creative Vices podcast without a vice. We're drinking. Actually, what are we drinking? What are we having? Come we're on. drinking. Well, I'm using the. I don't know what it's called. We're using it to hold the. <laughs> but we're sipping on some whiskey, and we will splash whiskey. it with some Coke, and you know. Gonna splash it with Coke. I'm gonna like. Oh, you like to sip it straight? I'm, no, no, no. Chill. I'm gonna dilute He's gonna, it. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna dilute it with Coke. Yeah. With, uh, okay. Because you're probably gonna do a little splashy splash. You're gonna like just like put your toes on the water. I'm gonna fucking go all in. I'm gonna deep dive. He's gonna Why? Like, man, you still wanna taste the whiskey, don't you? He's gonna you? like pin drop it like 
Just a little splash of coke. Isn't this Juan's probably gonna just sneeze some coke into it? Like, oh, yeah. Okay, that's it. Just a, a squirt of coke. <laughs> yeah. Why y'all making it seem like I'm an alcoholic? <laughs> this comes from the person on a Creative Vices podcast that all we do is drink alcohol. Yeah. Right. Trust yeah, me, you're not the alcoholic. Right. Yeah, we made a podcast dedicated to alcoholism. Anyway, let's uh, let's uh, let's open that bottle. Let's crack, let's get it cracking. Don't worry, there's more coke. So there is. There's no more whiskey, but there's more coke. Nah, Coca Cola. That's all I needed right there. Yeah. Oh. A little, little splashy splash. Let me get a little bit of that splashy splash Appreciate myself. I'll join in then. Yeah, shout out to everyone who's watching on Juan's TikTok. Yeah, Insta. IG. IG. You guys don't need to close it every time you guys pour each other wine. I, I just... We're trying to avoid another Christopher incident. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. It's kind of strong. I just won't tighten it. There yeah, that's the that's that's the Bullet brand. I, I, I'm starting to realize why it's called Bullet. Yeah, I might need a little more Coke, actually. More what? This is a PG show, bro. You don't need to talk about cock. Yeah, we have one. Oh, my God. Only, only one vice per episode. Yo, these guys, listen. These guys are something else. 24-7. All right, no brothers. Stop. Cheers. Chin chin. Chin chin. Chin chin. That's relaxing right there. That's good ASMR right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> for the ASMR. Flakety for the clank of the ice. Ooh, that's nice. That goes down smooth. Yeah. Yeah, I need more coke for that actually. That's pretty fucking strong. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Can you believe that the first time we bought that brand was the bourbon one and I hadn't prepared ice? So we drank that motherfucker neat. Neat, bro. It was a rough episode. Oof. Uh, this no, has it, nice and no, spl- and no uh, chaser? Ooh, this has a nice aftertaste. No, just no. straight. Every time I use a chaser, my, my dad and my brother give me shit. We'll be, like, oh, I'll be right back. You guys way. talk shit. I'll be right back. You guys are wasting, wasting whiskey. <laughs> I like that. That tastes very good. I think yeah. I, think I uh, in, unintentionally hit the perfect ratio of Coke to... to uh, to whiskey on there. I feel that. That tastes real good. Hell yeah. What is that? Oh, some maraschino cherries. Oh, shit. Don't touch my shit, bro. This is... I want some cherries, bro. <laughs> I'll pop your cherry. <laughs> that yo. story's been told. <laughs> I wonder what people are thinking. They're like, yo. They're jo- they joke 90% of the time. 95. 90, no, there we go. Yeah, 99. Well, it depends on the time of, time of year. So what was y'all's uh, what was y'all's first impression when um, <laughs> when do I told you? Go there? I do, I do. What was y'all's first impression when uh, I told you that the gym owner wasn't there, and then you guys pulled oh, up? That first gym? Yeah, I, yo, I'm not gonna lie. When uh, when I t- had to tell y'all the bad news, I was like, you're. I was trying to read you. I feel like you were just. I I I thought you were mad. Like I, I wasn't. Like, I wasn't mad, bro. I was like, cause the thing is. I I can see that you were disappointed too, so I know like okay I'm not I don't I can't blame you because you you showed up, yeah. You know I mean you showed up you we were gonna like we were full full intention of making it happen. I was more upset. It's like damn like we drove all the way out here with all this gear and like right fucking nothing happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was I wasn't I wasn't mad. I was just like frustrated. Yeah. Because it's 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 luckily you know we turned it around and we made something out of it but Facts. it was just like like fuck like we i took the time off today so that we can come and do this and then this fucking dude doesn't show up it's like what what a fucking asshole you know what i mean I mean, yeah that was yeah i mean and that was that's the tricky thing about trying to do like 
shoots on the house and stuff like that and trying to build your portfolio people don't you got some cherries yeah i did uh people don't take cherry cola right there bro yeah people don't take it as serious Mm -hmm. so honestly i think like i'm really happy with the gym bro like explain that to me you offered him a free shoot yeah on on uh, where he on a time where he wasn't filled his schedule wasn't filled. No, I asked him when we can close when he was yeah. closed. And he said yeah, and then the day of, not even the day of, the t- the moment of he he leaves. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't even that. tell me and he's less. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. But I feel like I feel like now I I have enough. Thanks yeah. to y'all, I appreciate that. Um I have enough to like advertise because I really wanted to get into like doing video video services specifically for like gyms and also yeah. just kind of like branding. But, like, I really want to, like, focus a lot on fitness. So yeah. I think this is a good start. It was a great start. Yeah, I think we did good. I think we made the best of it. And then and then you came through with the other gym uh, a day later. So, yeah, that's that I mean. one came out really good. I remember yeah, it came out the, clean. The way that came out. And it was very, you know, spur of the moment, impromptu shoot. We didn't even know what we were getting ourselves into. We got there and we made it happen. I didn't know I was going to have to box for a second. Yeah, for real. <laughs> But that was good though. Let's talk about that real quick. Something that we touched on the on the creative uh, gym episode is reacting and the art of collaborating. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. I think that day you got a huge slap in the face of a taste of like what positive or progressive conflict looks like. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's true. The first ten minutes, maybe five minutes. You were like right there, like an awkward child, just like uh, seeing me and Abraham just go at it. Yeah. What to some people might seem like, oh, these motherfuckers are wilding out. We're just um, compromising or we're just developing a concept. What was your first impression on that? <laughs> I wouldn't say awkward child. I was more just kind of like, I was kind of amused. I was like, because I, sometimes I like to see like people, I like to see conflict and I like to see like how it arises and like where people take it to. Cause like I mean I feel like I could have been like okay I'm gonna make this decision but I was like I want to see how this team works and how these two like come to a solution and I I feel like you guys you guys handled it very well, um, yeah I mean it was it was very spur of the moment and like you guys had like a time crunch so there it, it made it feel a little high stakes and I definitely feel like next time having more preparation will like avoid those kind of those kind of things I mean like that's that's. That's usually a lot of the a lot of the mistakes when it comes to filmmaking. It's just not enough prep. I mean, yeah. I, would, I would even say well, I would say beyond beyond the high stakes, something that we showcased was intentionality, like doing things with a game plan in mind. Even though there was no prior game plan, it was like, all right, we got this time frame to do it. Yeah, we can either just run and gun and waste time and like wish that we probably got something different or we can invest a good five ten minutes of like powwowing and saying what do you guys want how many looks yeah i did like that i like that it kind of goes back to what you said about uh preparation preparation kind of saves the day in most cases so we we could have just gone in there and then just shot for no reason like with no intention just said fucking shoot whatever and then see what happens but we're like no let's it's gonna save us a lot of time in the shoot and it's gonna give us a lot of a better quality product if we take a little bit of time at the beginning and we don't have to sit there and storyboard and fucking oh, a yeah. shot list or anything we could just we could just kind of take a second uh uh study the 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 place study the the yeah. area that we're in see what we're dealing with and then come up with like a really quick game plan and then see okay now let's see how we can execute you know um but that being said preparation 
it you you have to understand that you can be the most prepared and shit is still going to ha- go wrong. Oh, yeah, so for sure. You have to you have to go into it like knowing, okay, like I'm very prepared. Like whatever happens, I know I'm going to be ready. But something could ha- you have to You have to be prepared and you have to be prepared for shit to go. Yeah, I have like a the, plan B and the, C. The wrong way, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a big part of like creating and just, I mean, filmmaking and creating is just like. Improvise. Improvise and just a lot of like problem solving. And. You said it. Yeah, like I think. I mean, that it, that's filmmaking. It's problem solving and like being able to just like handle a difficult situation and be able to delegate it correctly and not like get in your fe- like get in your in your feelings, you know. And especially like for me, like I've been I've been in a lot of creative positions where I'm directing. I'm also the producer. I'm also the writer. I'm also the actor, and I'm cast. Like it's all and, it, and like it all like just combines. So then when you're on set so many diff like when you're when you're on set trying to act and then also you're the person that everyone goes to problems for it can get overwhelming so like learning how to like delegate all that but also in hindsight having a strong team really helps as well you know just yeah i mean i think that's and it's that's like that weird barrier between like oh i can do it myself because like i'm talented and stuff like that but also like letting your checking your ego and Hiring it, not hiring a team, but just like getting involved with the team or hiring a team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. What did you? I think you. I think you did good at kind of like keeping the the the, the gym people like entertained, involved in what's going on, and then also kind of leading the situation, but without necessarily getting in our way of like putting the lights, you know, getting the shot or whatever. Oh, yeah, facts. Um, I think I think it, everything kind of like blended pretty i pretty think what i what the words i used that day was that earned me a lot of i earned you a lot of respect from from my point of view was the adaptability you you showed like being open to like seeing something outside of your own peripheral vision and seeing Facts. like what we have to offer what mm-hmm. we have to suggest and how we can through constant compromise and discussion and development how we can all work together to really execute a vision like it was because most people sometimes would be like, "Oh no, that's not what I want." No, yeah, I don't ego. See that. I don't see that. Shit. Even there was a point that talent was late. We could have easily just ate shit for an hour, but we we're like, "Juan, you want to be talent, so that way we yeah. don't lose time." Because we're literally. Like, no, I know. I appreciate. It. I mean, I, I was kind of like already calling it. I was like, "Okay, well, no, no talents here. They got to dip soon. We're setting up." Even Juan, uh, not Juan, uh, I know that you are on camera, but even eight. Yeah, you got him back. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, I like that. Like, that's not, that's part of filmmaking. That's part of creating is literally just, okay, what's the situation right now? What's, how can we make the best out of it? Exactly. Of it. Like, how are we going to, like, we got to make it happen. How can we do that? Like, we, you know, we're down a couple of people. Like, let's figure something out. What's yeah. the next, what's the next best step? What would you say now looking back on those two days? What would you say was the thing that you walked away learning or kind of like reflecting on or just kind of like mm-hmm. enriched by? Definitely. Um, so what I was enriched by was just the power of like having a good community and having good people and stuff like that on with you. You know, how like how like efficient things can move and how much you can get done in a small period of time when you have like four different individuals who are intentionally trying to like do good work and get it and also it just it, it shows that you are your team you are the people that you surround yourself with and it's very very important to get yourself around people who are like-minded and that want to do the same thing as you and 
that's one of the beauties of living in Atlanta. Like, holy shit. Like, I love North Carolina and that's my home state. And I definitely met like a great group of people that are very motivated and talented. Y'all know who you are. But Atlanta's just different, man. Atlanta is like, people are like, I feel like people in North Carolina kind of view it as like a hobby. And then there's like that small select people that are like, okay, I want to fucking make it. I want to be like somebody. But like here, everybody wants to be somebody. And I fucking respect that shit. And like, yeah, I mean, like last month. And we're here for a reason, right? Yeah, last month, I, I, and this month I've been connecting with so many collaborators. Um, but back to what you were saying. So you're like how strong and how important a team is, you know, and like getting around like-minded individuals. And also, like I said, um, having more prep, having more time to prep. I think like there was a little bit of eagerness and like wanting to just like jump in. And like it could, it could come out beautiful, like our video. But at the end of the day, I do feel like if we would have spent, if I would have spent time like actually like planning, like maybe like looking and getting like boxers there and stuff like that, um, it would have came out better, you know, and like actually having more time. But I mean. Like I said, it's it's a beauty that it was able to like happen in a spontaneous fashion, but then understanding that like, okay, next time I wanna prep more and I wanna have more things on my side. Yeah, I mean that's there like there's a reason why ever since then, every now and then when you try to like get us to help you out with something, uh most of the time we're not available to. Uh it's mainly because the way we operate now is we're very intentional. We're very like organized and normally um, like with us, the way we work or the way we really shine is we need to sit down for at least a week in advance to really yeah. develop something. No, you're right. It's rare that me abe and andy have like the luxury of just being able to drop everything that day and to be able to shoot it and i can i'm not going to speak for my team but i know that when i am not able to help you out with something i feel kind of shitty because i'm like damn i, I, I wish i did yeah my two cents yeah man especially when it's something like what we do you know because it's like sometimes it's hard like we we work on a very tight schedule no, i get it and like he said like sometimes we have to like plan shit out and like no, way I mean, advance. That's better too. And sometimes like somebody will hit me up and be like, "Hey man, I need help with this," and I'm like, "Fuck, dude! Like, I wish I could fucking help. I'd rather be doing that than what I'm doing now, but I can't." No, yeah, and I mean honestly, that's just me. Like, that's just me still kind of like avoiding preparation and avoiding like scheduling and like because it's not creative and whatever bullshit I've like justified it as. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I, I that's me needing to take my like career and my film and. And that doesn't mean that seriously. you have to implement that necessarily. You just have to include or surround yourself by someone that can cover that area, because for the most part, I came, I became organized and meticulous out of necessity because I just got tired of like the 15 hour days, uh, shitty work environment, last minute run and gun type of like, let's figure it out. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's fun. For me, it was more like when we when we did that 48 hour film festival and that was absolute fucking chaos. And I was like, I don't ever want to be in a shoot like this like, ever it, again. It's, like, it's we're gonna, fun. We're gonna but I feel like it teaches you good skill. But like, but here's the thing. It's fun under a certain limit. It's like, but it's not something that we want to have on a daily routine. Oh yeah, for Like sure. when it's like a 48 hour, you you go into it knowingly when it's the stuff we worked on i mean it was we had nothing going on and we knew and it was we we're using it as our own personal exercise as well but 
our like 90% of the things we want to do, we need to have at least some sort of like preconceived concepts. So that way we're not wasting anyone's time because time is limited. And although yeah. we're on set having fun doing what we want to do, we want to do it the best way that's going to really showcase our talents and not necessarily just... No, I respect that. Headless chickens running around, you know? No, for sure. And I mean, that's been kind of like... I mean, that's just me reflecting too. Like, that's been a lot of my filmmaking. It's just kind of like... I feel like I've... It's been like... This is like subconscious, but it's been almost been like, oh yeah, it's a flex that like I've been able to like shoot this and like with this le this amount of prep time, like the last skit that I just dropped, like... Um, it's called Barbieheimer. Like I literally came up with that that concept that day, and like it came out beautiful. Yeah, but, it came out really nice. Props on that. But at the end of the day, it would have came out better if I would have like prepped for it and like. But it was like one of those. Let me hop like. Let me hop on a trend, and that's, that's getting into like content creation and yeah. stuff like that. Because it's like I was like I wanted to hop on a trend because Barbie just came out, but like even still, it's like planning. Okay, like I know that Barbie's gonna like. I know Barbie's a huge fucking film. Like, people are talking about it. They've been talking about it for a year. Like, it's something that has, like, 30, 40 years of branding. Like, you know, so it's just it's just thinking. It's just always thinking in advance and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, there, I think there are certain circumstances that, you know, would allow for something like that. Like, you just, you know, the trend is going quick, and you just come up with an idea, and you're like, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. Or people you are not going to give a shit. Exactly. <laughs> you go and you execute. That's one thing for sure. Yeah. But then, you know, you just it's, it's, it's another thing to, like, underestimate the the power that preparation proper yeah. preparation uh, yeah. has so I, I think it's like a circumstantial basis where um you either you either sh could prepare or you you cannot you know what i mean yeah but i mean it's almost like that's been kind of like a big thing of my like just like how like my creative career has been is like wanting to like hop on things and like just capitalizing on a date like one of my first one of my first productions ever was a scene from the Grinch that I dropped like five or six years ago and like I had like the outfit the makeup the green screen looked fucking horrible because I didn't know what I was doing and it was hor like it was <laughs> it was terrible production quality but like I mean it was it was just a good start and it was a good launch but like I remember like I was stressed trying to get that edit because I wanted to drop it on Christmas because I was like man if I drop this on the 26th no one is going to give a shit about the Grinch on the 26th. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? For sure. So, like, I remember I was just, like, I was bugging the shit out of my editor, and, like, it was just, like, so I'm saying, and, like, I feel like that's been a thing, like, just wanting, like, if I'm going to capitalize on, like, a holiday or on something, like, even still, I need to prep way before, you know? Because, like, trying, like, that, that, it's just, it's too high stakes, and then, like, quality gets sacrificed. Like, you know, Here's the thing, because nothing you're saying is wrong. That's 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 the origin of every filmmaker. Every filmmaker yeah. starts with a, like a certain urgency and certain quota. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to speak for the rest of the team, but what I believe that what we do, Division Meter Group, is we don't necessarily prioritize a trend. We don't prioritize a mainstream. We don't prioritize um, what's trending or whatever. We prioritize quality quality and storytelling because yeah, we're, we're past that i mean there's always time and place for like all those little like shenanigans because it teaches you even in the worst scenarios you you learn something that's applicable to your professional workflow but it's just me and my team have come to a point that we want to whatever we whatever we press record to has a level of intention not just Facts. and spontaneity 
doesn't die on intentionality. Sometimes it's even oh, wow. motivated because that's dope. I like that concept because that's not necessarily based on the preparation. Some, I mean, you've seen mainly in comedy movies that you see people just like have like an improv, right? Yeah, write a script and then someone just normally okay, this is your take. Do whatever you want, yeah. and then that births a new kind of identity to it. So we've just we we we've. We've invested so much that now we want to make sure that whatever we're putting on on the screen is something that has layers. Yeah. Even though people may not always uh, see it, we know that every action that was made for that picture had a intention or a decision behind it to really progress a story. Whether it's a creative gym story, whether it's a whether it's what we did for Mariana, where we just took a, a scene and adapted it so she has something for her portfolio, or whatever it may be, we want to have a sense of connectivity to the viewer. Because there's, there's, um, I forgot where I heard it, but I would rather have five, might be a little extreme, but I'd rather have five, like, hard cold, like, follower fans that really believe in us than. 5,000 followers that just like and scroll, like and scroll. So, mm. I mean, I see the concept. I feel what you mean. This, it's just, that's just where I'm at. Um, because filmmaking means a lot to me. Filmmaking For is sure. an, an extension of my life. So, I don't want to just regurgitate content. There's the time and place for that. But I just want to make sure that whatever I personally make has an extension of myself. Oh, for sure. I feel that 100%. That's me. What do you? How do you feel about that matter? Um, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think. I think. Um, like you said earlier, every every filmmaker goes through that phase, that initial phase, where it's like I have to get something out there. You know what I mean? Whatever. Um, which is fine. <clears throat> and then I'm as like you trying to capitalize on dates, like that's been my. Thing that I need to like. Yeah, but now, but now you know that that's what you want to do. So now you can okay. Cr- what, what is it? It's August. Yeah. Christmas is in December. So now yeah. you have all these months. We're like, okay, I know I I got I want to do something for Christmas. Yeah. So now you start yeah. planning right now. Yeah. What am I gonna do for thing. Christmas? You're gonna start prepping it now. So when Christmas comes around, you're ready to go. Now, you you don't even shoot it in December. You shoot it like in October. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean you know, November, and then you edit it, and then by the time Christmas there is like, oh, it's already been done. It's already set. Picture locked. Colors done. Facts. Drop it in. Drop it in during Christmas. You know. You know what's good about having that initial spontaneity approach is that it makes you bold, bold and reactive to like yeah. be it, it. It it forces solutions. So Facts. imagine if you're able, just put it this way: if you're able to do what you did for the Barbie uh, shoot, imagine what you could do if you had two days to prep. A week to prep, a month to Facts. prep. So, it's not it's not time loss, but eventually you need to put those reactive experience and decisions to use for something that's gonna really heighten the quality of what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. So there's no there's no waste of time. It's just, oh yeah, no, I didn't consider that. No, it was just it's just more reflecting and being like, okay, well, thank like, you. I'm giving you a different perspective that all these things they will be very applicable. The only thing I always try to push is, which I highly believe that you will never do that because in the few shoots that we've done, you've shown nothing but the opposite. But taking those reactive experiences, but also remembering the crew. 
don't do anything that's at the cost of the crew. And thankfully, the last two shoots we did together, you you took care of us. Yeah, you took care of us, even though if it was like last minute, you you order us pizza, you fed us here and there. So it's all about like cost and effect, cost and effect, cost and effect. Yeah. So. I think when you really sit down and say, you know what, I'm gonna invest pre-production in this, you could probably, no, you you will definitely be able to make something really special. Oh, for sure. The resources that. that you've like obtained in the spontaneity of things. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, I feel like if, I mean, I'm gonna have to get, I'm gonna get a lot of things cooking up very soon. It's it's about to get crazy, but like, I feel like I literally have like. It's like 30, 50 people just ready to go. Like, it's just all about, like, planning and prepping and, like, who's ready to, like, you know what I mean? Who's ready to start? But, like, last month I connected with so many filmmakers. Like, I mean, you guys were one of them, but, like, I was talking to so many people. And so many people are just, like, willing to just, like, get together and just shoot and collaborate and be creative. And it's, it's fucking beautiful, yo. I love living in Atlanta. Like, it's literally such a, like, I, I feel like it's one of the, like... It's one of the best places in America to live as a creator. Like, and especially if you're not, like, filthy rich. Like, obviously, like, Cali, New York are, like, the big hubs and stuff like that. But just, like, if you're not, like, a big... Sh- like, I don't think you should live in New York or Cali if you're not, like, a big name. So, like, Atlanta is the place to be when you're still, like, coming up and, like, you want, like, to make a name for yourself. I think it's the... I literally think it's, like, the best city in the, in the fucking country as, like, an in the, like somebody who's just starting out. To like make it as a creator, and I've only lived here for four months, and I'm already seeing like crazy benefits yeah. from it. We had that, we had that same, that same reaction when we when we came here because, you know, we came. You from, guys are from Miami. We came from Miami, and we we didn't have a lot of people that. Miami's kind of Miami's kind of popping too, like especially for like music and shit. Yeah, so so Miami has a lot of stuff going on for music videos, but Bad. the issue that I face is that where where we like to do things with intention. Mm-hmm. Most people over there don't. Oh, so they just, spontaneous. They just grab their camera, they shoot whatever the fuck they can get their hands on. They mm. even if it's not good, and then they get someone who's really good at editing. Oh. They put it together, and it looks good because the editor fucking spent I mean, yeah, editing days and nights of, of of hard labor putting it together, um, even though the shots are, are ass. So <laughs> we come over here because we want to. We don't want to shoot music videos. We don't want to fucking run around with a camera like running gun with a camera. We want to have running gun. With intention, we want to we want to meet crew members. We want to work with people who are in the industry or who have plans of going into the industry. And speaking um, of intention, since you bring that up, yeah, there's a reason why. Now that I think of it, there's a reason why we're very anal about like the type of productions we take on, is because we've experienced the complete opposite of a nightmare of like just run and done, have no idea, underpaid, location, sometimes not even having a permit, having not not, not the proper light, having like just fulanito and the cousin just being hey, what's talent. Wait, what did you say fulanito? It's a Cuban thing. It's like saying like, uh, like just like, like a random, random name. But it's, we're just, we've Yo. experienced so much of that, I feel bad, uh. spons- like so much of that chaos that I think that's why when we moved up here, our intention was we don't want to be part of that. We will assist it when we have like the downtime, but we want to provide a professional experience where people can see that, hey, professional doesn't have to be like hard. It can be, it can be very enriching. It can be very fulfilling because 
you're seeing literally you're not the compromise level is much smaller than when you're doing something and just pick up a camera and go somewhere randomly opposed to like really investing minute by minute of the time needed to really bring that image to life um and in regards to miami miami is popping but it's mainly in the music commercial and realities uh sector um and i could be wrong and i think this is where me and abe and even Rio connected with we see the film industry in miami or south florida almost like a like um what's that called a um like a spit it out man something <laughs> something club like a, one of the one of those like fancy clubs Today, uh, like a nightclub no no one of those like bougie clubs or like golf clubs or something like that essentially it's very hard to get into that industry you have to do a lot of pro bono a lot of like backbreaking labor you think it's a country club there you go it's like a it's an exclusive country club that you you have to bust your ass off and like kind of do a shit ton of stuff to get in but once you get in you're in yeah my issue on my end was that i had like a mom to take care of i had a nine to five i had all these things what that were holding me back so i couldn't have the luxury and in result of that i became the unreliable i would say so that's why i always say especially since moving up here that an opportunity just exists if you're present for it mm, facts so i've always tried to like be present try to really separate what's the day job and what's the career what am i willing to compromise and in certain scenarios like abraham that he just moved out and his sister moved in and they're trying to get her their finances together that's an exception because if he makes one move that's going to compromise the household that's a higher investment risk opposed to having the luxury to be able to have someone to bounce back or to have some sort of contingency plan yeah that's where you can really take that mindset but the ideology at the end of the day that i follow that i think my team also believes in is nothing will happen if you don't prepare for it like if you don't present yourself in it like we can we can wish it being a filmmaker but if we're just always compromising and prioritizing the day job prioritizing the bills prioritizing all these things you're never going to terraform your reality you need to like mm. rate the ground and fall into a pit to be able to rebuild it yeah. that's just my strongest belief and let me tell you it's been tough bro moving up here has been the best thing we did we've done but it's been one of the hardest things we've done also. Really? Yeah, yeah. big time. How come? It's just... There's, there's so many reasons that we can go into. Um, leaving family, the, leaving yeah. commodity, leaving... Nice. I was building my name in Miami, and I decided to leave it just to reinvest here. Yeah, I never, it was basically like just starting completely over mm. with nothing. You know what I mean? Starting at level zero, and then having to like grind your way... To, to, to get more and luckily we've had we've had enough and like you were saying you know luck is just you know being present for an opportunity um, and we've had enough opportunities that we can meet certain people and it's just those are opportunities that we didn't want to waste we don't want to be like oh you know we have this shot to talk to this person no nah, I'm not going to do it we're not going to we're, we're not going to give that up you know like whatever opportunity comes our way like yeah we'll take it we'll go we'll do it um, and now luckily 
um, maybe not so much because of the strike and stuff, but before that, we were, we were at a place where we were fortunate enough to pass on an opportunity if we needed to, and then and then be more selective of the things that we did. Um, and I'm glad. Like I think we've 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 really come a long way, man, since we come up here. And even with the stride, like I told everyone in this table as well, um, it might be very daunting. It might be very polarizing based on the like, opinion of one by one may think, but. The way I went into it from the get-go was, that's not a reason to slow down. Nope. It's not a reason to, of course, we don't, we shouldn't. The strike has its merits, but it also comes at a, as, at a cost to the workers that, that make a living out of this industry. But the way I see it is, this is an opportunity for the indie culture to really grind. elevate. To really, not even grind, to elevate. To really Gosh. say, like, hey, guys, we're not just... The, the, we're not just the shit eaters. We have a vision that we really want to showcase. We really, we really want to build relationships, collaborate. So my intention at the end of this is that by the time the strikes settle and that work starts to to kind of commence again, my intention is that we're gonna be in people's conversation. Oh, we need we need a G and E team. Oh, I did a creative gym session with these cats before. Bring them on. They're really good. Or uh, I have a photographer that we did like a pro bono shoot, but he's really solid. Let's bring it on. Yeah, that's so true. it's anything we want to do that's going to change our reality is a risk. Some oh, people don't. Sure. Some people don't want to face it. Some people don't want to kind of like take that chance. But like, I'm not a fucking robot. I need I need to really live for myself, and that sometimes takes selfish sacrifices and sacrifices that come with high risk factors. But the higher risk is never doing it and just letting your days go by until you ain't got none left. Like, what are you waiting for? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, no, yeah, that's beautiful, bro. And I encourage a lot of people, a lot of the filmmakers that are going through the strike to really, I mean, I've talked to you guys about this, invest into your social media because I've, what I've been learning with social media is that it's literally a cheat code it opens so many doors for you. I mean, think about this, like my social media and how I presented myself opened the door to work with y'all. And that's just like, that's still like, like just the tip of the iceberg, but like so many doors open and like you can actually like really like build and brand yourself by cultivating a very strong social media following and getting people to like follow you and like, and then like endorsements, sponsorships come in like, you make money from ad revenue and like you're in control of what you create and put out. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. And right now we're in a place where social media is, it's the best time to invest into your social media. And I feel like if, unless you're doing a strict nine to five, you should a hundred percent be invested into your social media, especially as a creative you're wasting, like it, it like you're wasting your time. Not that's, that's that as it's that serious. And I feel like, there's still a very big resistance when it comes to it. I agree with you. Um, I'm terrible. At <laughs> and that's that's what a lot of people media. say about it. Cause um, they, well, listen, I'm, I'm, I've never it? been, I've never been like somebody who's like super attached to yeah. um, like post, posting myself yeah. or, or aspects of my life on social media. I never really care. Like I, I always, like when I, all my social media, I rarely follow 
like people I know. Like I do because I feel like it's kind of an obligation. But um, I rarely care about like what they post about their yeah. life or they post a picture with their niece or whatever. You don't want to consume. Like, I don't. I don't give a fuck. Like I, I follow like photographers, videographers, lighting people, shit that I'm like I'm genuinely interested in. That's what I follow on social media. Yeah. So I feel like. If I'm posting stuff about my own personal life, like no one gives a shit about that. So I never post anything about my personal life. But now, but that's the mentality I've had this whole time. Yeah. Now that I've that I'm that I'm, you know, I I've separated my my professional social media from my personal social media. I've completely discontinued my personal social. Like I deleted my Insta my mm. Instagram account, and I only use my profession my photography Instagram account. Um, but now that that's the case. I, I still kind of have like that residual mentality of like, yeah, I don't really need to post anything. And uh, since I met you, I've been kind of like, yeah, I should probably, I should probably post something. You know what? The, yeah. Good. And I've been, and I've been doing Good. it. I've been, I I've love been, that. Like, if you go on my story right now, I have probably like seven story things just from today. Um, and I've been trying to just be more active on like post, like more like promoting uh, the stuff that, that we do, the stuff that I do yeah. as a photographer, um, the merch that I have that I, that I, that I just uh, released recently and it just kind of like being more um conscious about like like just kind of pushing stuff out yeah um and promoting it and then and i've got and i've gained a few followers and i've gotten a lot of traction from 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 instagram for that so that's actually uh, that i mean you make a really good point like that's actually a really good tool to use um even if you're even if people don't like interact with it i mean if a hundred people see it like five will at least interact with it and yeah. if you keep going eventually those five might share it. Or maybe five hundred people will see it, and only oh. ten will interact with it. And it just it just grows. It just grows. And as long as you, I think, as long as you stay consistent, um, I think that growth is is gonna is gonna show itself. And I think on top of that, yeah, if you're gonna do that, which I think, I think the reason why it's really intuitive and easy for you is because, or both of y'all, is because you're doing you're showcasing you're showcasing something that y'all care about. It's one thing to just like hit the mainstream, just yeah, kind of like exactly be part of the mainstream. But if you're, if if the mainstream is just a contingency, I mean not contingency, but the but the incentive, and you're just posting because you genuinely have something to share and something to to kind of share and showcase, then it's it just makes it easier. Mm. And the fact that you're so passionate about sharing, about posting, about filmmaking about documenting overall i think that's what makes it very engaging on your end mm -hmm. and with you abe i mean you are showcasing something that you really care about right now which is your merch which is with pictures that you really you've been talking about since we moved here so i think it's it's knowing if i'm gonna put that investment because it is an investment is it has to be something that i care about because mm. then I'm going to connect with people that care about it too. And then we're going to create a community. Exactly. That's dope. Yeah. That's the only reason I don't post in my personal because I have really nothing to share. But in my, in the division yeah. one, it's really easy because it's like, look, look what we're filming. Look what we're doing. Look what's happening. Exactly. Look, this. That's why I got rid of my personal because I Is really he, didn't, like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not that kind of person who likes to like be very public about my personal life. If like I'm having a conversation with you, then I don't mind sharing. I'm not. I'm not like I don't keep secrets. I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm not a closed book. But I'm not like I'm not trying to like show my myself to the world. Like I want you to, if you want to know about me, fucking come know me. Come get to know me. But you know I don't. Mm, I, see, I really I, never cared about like posting what I'm going through that day or what, what I'm doing that day on social media as, on a personal level. 
but if I'm like on a shoot, uh, shooting something, anything that has to do with my like my my photography, my passion and stuff like that, and and the, keep that theme, then I'll definitely po post that and push that. And that's something that's kind of new to me, so I'm hoping that you know I maintain that growth. Yeah, no, I I get that. I mean, I get the like the what's the word the obstacles and stuff like that and like the not wanting to but it's not necessarily wanting to share your personal media i mean your personal like everything that's going on but i think it's very important to still build a personal brand because that's what's going to separate you from a lot of people and from a, like just i mean because there's a lot of crew members and stuff like that and there's a lot of and, like when you when you start getting very personal with your content and when you start connecting with people on a deeper level it makes people want to like follow you it makes people want to work with you like even if they're not even interested in shooting because they love your personality they're going to want to work with you so i encourage both of y'all like even though like to just kind of like don't rush it but just take your time with wanting to like to, to wanting to express yourself like a lot of the things that you guys are sharing are like i feel like there are kind of limitations that you guys have placed from not wanting to be seen but it's I mean you're not you're not completely wrong. Um, it's it's very important to humanize your your identity and not necessarily seclude in a in a dark cave where no one can see you. But I think there's also if we wanna let's paint a polarizing image on this. If on one end it's you need to post, you need to post, you need to post, at what point if you're not in the right mindset or the right kind of like intention at what point are you really being yourself if you're forcing something that's not natural of you so going mm, on what you just said point. if you want to do it you gotta take the baby steps oh yeah baby steps are important because that's how that's how you just gotta be intentional yeah that's exactly that's you know the, I mean? that's the motto of what we do and it's because if you don't if you just post you just post and try to be mainstream and trendy and whatever at what point are you really being yourself? Because then nah, it goes against what you're saying. People won't see who you are. But what yeah. if you're showcasing some a persona? No, I feel that. I mean, I definitely don't think you should be fake. Um, when it comes to yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone should get into just the habit of just posting, like just like getting your like, because it's important. Like right now, like honestly, like I said, like if you're not working a nine to five. You're wasting your time if you're not building a social media because yeah. that's what's gonna get people coming to you. Like social media is your internal currency, and it just it opens opportunities and like it's just it's just like it's like having gold and not grabbing it. Like that's literally how I see it. So I feel like everyone needs to just figure. Oh shit, maybe I'm talking too into it. Um, <laughs> everyone needs to just figure out how to make social media work for them for for them. But you still can't neglect it if you have a business. You need to have, you need to build your personal brand, and then you also need to build the brand of your business. That's how you like. That's how you really succeed. Like, Elon Musk, Tesla. I'm gonna give you an example. I don't know if I shared this with y'all before, but, and this isn't even, this doesn't have to do with social media. Social media is just a way to build your personal brand. But Elon Musk did a launch for his Cybertruck, and it was a car that wasn't even made yet. He was just launching it talking about it and stuff like that generating hype this man got over a billion in pre-sales from a car that wasn't even made and the reason why is because of his name his trust we don't know the ceo of bmw acura we don't know any of those ceos but we know the ceo of tesla and the reason why is because he's made it an intention to brand himself in his in his business and i feel like that is very strong and obviously 
you know, a Cybertruck is different, but it speaks for everything. You will be able to sell more services and generate more money for your business if your personal brand is strong. Yeah, definitely something to work towards, even if it's little Small by steps. Little. And I'm not saying, like, go on full into content creator mode, but, like, yo. Well, I actually want to touch on something. Because um, we're talking about showcasing and being transparent and all that shit, but I, I, I'm pretty certain that there's, like, a, like a line. What is something that I want to ask you and I want to ask maybe all of us? What's something that you haven't like shared with the public? Something that maybe means something to you or something that you're insecure about? Like, let's let's Mm. be a little. Yeah, let's reveal all your insecurities here on this. All right, come on. Why is it you always want to reveal everyone's insecurities? I'm just asking for one. Come on. (laughs) All of them. I need all of them. I want to know everything. Um, I feel like sometimes I still have very like imposter syndrome, like. And I am very unsure of myself. Like even when I was when I was rewatching the footage on 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 what we did, I was like, I said something like, "Oh yeah, kind of like do this." I'm like, and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm like, "Why the fuck am I so unsure of myself?" Like, I wonder how that reflects on my crew members. They're like, if I sound this unsure, how seriously are they gonna take me? So like, I feel like I still sometimes struggle with like being like fully sure of myself like this is what like i'm good at and like i don't know like i still i still do battle a lot with that so that's fine though that's that it's kind of going into drillos uh insecurity or whatever the fuck we're calling it like it's you have to just believe in yourself because how are you gonna how are you gonna navigate a vision if you don't even believe in it that's why sometimes the ongoing narrative that i tell people is like just put your put your foot ground uh put your foot down and believe in it even if you're not sure of it mm-hmm. let's go into the darkness come into the darkness with me We're, i'm gonna take care of y'all it's just an incline it's just a feeling so and i don't think that's something you're struggling with i guess i understand the imposter syndrome yeah but i i didn't see it but that's nice to know i guess i mean it's it's all about confidence do you, you gotta no one's gonna believe in you if you're always doubtful yeah, or hesitant sure. there's two there's a th- there's such a thing as too flexible, like too accommodating, too oh, yeah, compromising. Sure. It's like you're being a people pleaser. You need to be like, nah, I want to do this. Yeah, for sure, and like understand. Yeah, no, for sure. So I mean, the bed. I didn't see it. That's good to know, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's good. I'm glad I didn't show it all the way, but like I guess it's like and I, I didn't even realize it, but I just like I remember like yeah, like I said, like listening to the footage and just me being like, yeah, kind of like do this. I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I saying? No, I want you to fucking do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think some maybe it's also like sometimes I still struggle like being a leader and like telling people what to do. Like, I still feel like um like sometimes I feel like I want to I as a leader I still want to be your friend and I need to learn that balance of like okay I'm still your fucking boss like not your boss but like I'm still the person like in charge and you know what I'm saying like or even beyond boss or or authority i think it's just something that we all struggle with that i what i why i love this team is because we all are aware of it and we all understand and respect it there's a time and place for friendship and a time and place for professionality i can tell abraham professionality i'm the director this is the new word i made i'm gonna call webster you'll see (laughs) <laughs> write him a letter um, but it's it's just 
I, I told both Leo and Abraham this when I met them and started building a work relationship that I'm the type of person that I love to surround myself with people that I can, it can be the heat of the moment on set. We can be lashing out. I can tell you, fuck off. Like, what's wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. That's a wrap. We go grab a beer. And it's like, dude, <laughs> the fuck was all that about? Yo, my bad. It was just tenseful. Uh, I don't know what came over me, but yeah, don't, my bad. Obviously, there's a limit that you can fucking push, but that's just a, a drastic example of like the type of people I want to surround myself with. People that understand that tensions are going to be high and things are going to be set, and none of it's meant to be personal. If you're, if you let your personal, like if you let your vulnerability get in the way of professionality, bro, that this field is not for you. No, oh, for how sure. are you going to be reliable? Because this shit's going to be tense. Oh, for sure. She's going to get crazy and things are going to be said that are not going to supposed to mean anything. You know, because sometimes, like, shit gets wild on set and, like, you're on a time crunch. Shit's going wrong. Like, you got something, like, you need to get it done. And somebody says something that just triggers, like, a reaction. Yeah. And that reaction usually comes from a place where, like, I have to get this done, like, right the fuck now. And I can't, I don't have time for anything else, you know? And it's never anything, like, it's, n- it's never anything personal, really. And if it is personal, then that person shouldn't be in charge. But Yeah, that's true. No, I feel that for sure. What about you, Abe? What's up? Um, I love it when someone comes up to me and I can tell them to fuck off. And they do. That's the best part of being a filmmaker. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, like, what's, the, what's your vulnerability? That's good to know. <laughs> that's really good to know. Uh, no. Um, Abraham loves to tell people to fuck off. Yeah, fuck off, bro. True story. Get the hell out of here. It took what are you six, even doing? It took about six months for me to return there and say, fuck off, move out. Get out of here. Fuck oh. you. <laughs> fuck off. I don't fuck need off. this. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, what was your question? Vulnerability. What's something that you don't necessarily showcase to the public that... Yeah, okay. So, I guess this kind of goes back to the social media thing. I don't, I don't, I don't really like showing myself... Um, in the public eye uh, because I just don't care for um, people's opinions really mm. um, and people these days are very opinionated and Thanks. whatever you post on social media they'll, they'll have something positive or negative to say about it and I'm just not I'm just not the kind of person that really cares to hear any of it you know what I mean like I'll, I, I wouldn't mind posting myself if nobody really gave a shit like if it's like if I post something and people are like, yeah, whatever, okay, moving on. Then I'm like, yeah, whatever, would I'll you, post myself. But why would that be interesting? But if I, if I post something and then people start saying like, oh, th- he did this and then he did that. and then, You know what I mean? And then I become like negative to the public eye regardless of what it was, whether it was good or bad, which is a, a common thing these days. Like somebody will post something and then the internet will turn it around and make them look like a fucking, like fucking Hitler. I don't know if you and, saw this, but like Bradley Cooper was doing a movie recently and he had like a nose prosthetic because he was playing a Jewish role. And people were fucking dogging him down because oh that's so fucked up how is he putting up that's what i'm saying like i I don't don't, like you gotta think about this though who like he's an actor that's what's gonna happen that that, that's but you gotta think that's 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 the that's the price to pay man but also i think that's that's my that we're we're talking about vulnerabilities and that's what i'm saying like i have no problem if you have an issue with me like in person then i'm not i'm the kind of person that's like okay let's talk about let's figure this out like i don't i don't want to have beef with people but if i do like we'll we'll talk about it no problem let's see you know let's see how we can come to a compromise where we're both like okay this is your problem yeah that's just i had it yo i had a hater yesterday come on my shit like 
Bro, haters come out of nowhere, man. Just, I don't know if you guys seen this. Yeah, I, mean, I don't got the time or energy to be. You don't have to. That's the thing. You don't have to. Which is why I don't really post myself on social media. Have you I guys post my work because if somebody says something bad about my work, I'd be like, okay, I know what I'm. I know what I'm worth. I know that it's good, even if you say it's not. I get it. Mm. But if it's somebody's telling me something about, if somebody's talking shit, especially somebody that has status about my personality and who I am as a person, which I value greatly, it you know it grinds my gears. It's like I don't want to fucking. Go you're, afraid, that. you're afraid and of being like put under a microscope, basically. Exactly. I guess that's a good way to put it. You know, I don't know if you guys seen this. Uh, Tom Holland, first of all, is a fucking dope dude. Let's just, I don't know if you guys seen enough about him, but he was doing a podcast uh, the other day that uh, he said something in the realm of like, if you have a problem with me, shoot me a text or call me and let's resolve it. And if you don't have my number, oh, yeah, you don't I really know that. me enough to have a problem with me. Damn. I saw that. And that's I saw facts. that. I'm like, dude, that's fucking, that's facts. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. So well, I think it's it's a matter of the individual to kind of go on his point. Neither you or or you are wrong. I think it's under the individual's self awareness to really kind of decide yeah. whether they want to put themselves in that situation. Yeah. Well, the way he I doesn't want it, to, he's he's not a bad person. He's no, not necessarily uh, yeah. I guess I guess the way I see it is like the internet for me is a lose-lose situation. <laughs> see, you know what I mean? It's like it's like if I post if I post something and somebody well, like, takes if somebody takes offense to it or somebody feels a certain way to it and they and they comment on it and they say something and I defend myself then so you don't got to do all just that. Be, okay, but hear me out. If I defend myself, then it gives them it gives them the liberty to turn what I said against me. If I don't defend myself, then it gives them the liberty to say that I don't care enough about whatever the reason is. You know what I mean? It's a, for me if I post something personal about my my personal life or about myself in general, I just see it as like I'm I'm giving people an opportunity to turn this around uh, against me. And on top, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. On top of that, don't you think that because Yes, we can just say, I don't give a fuck. You can ignore it. You can move past it. But what if you're not in the right mental state or emotional state to really look past it? What if that's some, even if it's someone from like across the fucking world, people Ooh. are a little bit more. Yeah. Like I'm a simple guy, that. dude. I like. Well, I just want to live my life. Like I, guess I don't. It all depends I don't on like how, to live on the internet. How big you're gonna? You're trying to. But I guess it. So it just, I guess it depends on how big you're trying to be as a creator. Like, what's your level and where do you want to be? Like, okay, but you, I'd, I'd rather let my work speak for me than speak for myself. You that's know true, I mean? but you're still going to be under a microscope whether it's or not... Look, look, at, look at... um, I've always I've always said that I want to be famous, but I don't want anyone to recognize me. Like, you're, you're, you know what I mean? Like, sense. Of it course does, it doesn't. I, mean, I want people to recognize my work. I want, I want people to recognize my name and the things that I do. But if I'm out on the street, I don't want anyone to know who I am. Like, look, here's, here's a... Here's an example that goes against everything you're saying, Juan. Christopher Nolan. Everyone knows Christopher Nolan doesn't have social media. He doesn't even have a fucking cell phone. He reads the fucking newspaper. He has a literally landline phone. But everyone knows him What in the level that really matters, which is his work, his belief, his integrity. But no one knows what the fuck his personal life is. So it's... I think whether it's one side or the other, I think we're not in a place that a lot of people forget, in my opinion, we're not in a place to manipulate or or change someone's belief or trajectile in life because it's working for the other individual. Like there's some people that don't, that just want to 
make art and not have to deal with the fame, not have to deal with the publicity, not have to deal with the with the headaches. Yeah. There's some people that just wanna be like in the limelight and just be like like a, a influencer and all mm. that. Everyone is individual in their own way, and we're not. Even if I'm like literally his fucking brother, it's not my place to tell him that he's doing something wrong. At the end of the day, he's gonna suffer the uh, the consequences, and I'm gonna live my own. So. Whether you want to post every day to really maximize your visibility or if you just want to showcase what you're able to do in work, in a work environment, everyone's their own. Everyone has their own storyline. You're not, you're not their editor. They're their own editor. I so that's, that. we just have to accept that just because they, it works for them or he doesn't do it. Like, what are you losing on really? What do you mean? If you're, okay. Example. You post a lot. You say that you want to do that. Your intention is to kind of mainstream, not mainstream, but just make it big. Mm-hmm. How is his lack of visibility really affect you in hey, a realistic doesn't. level? It how doesn't, but I care about him. So that's why. I mean, yeah, it, yeah that's what it is. It's, that's how it affects me. And if me, you care, care about him, you will respect how he wants to live his life. What are we in therapy? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to creative vices. Well, no, no, because if I care about him, I'm also going to challenge him too. No, there's like I'm not I'm not disrespecting like what he wants no, to no, do. No, no, I didn't take it that way. I but that's more that. like I'm going to no, challenge. I get like, you. Like, I'm going to challenge him. I'm just giving you different perspectives. No, that's I all. Feel that too, though. I get what you're saying. I think maybe I'm not making. I'm not. I'm not putting together my 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 ideology on the subject. I, you are. I, I mean, I understand I, it. I think I. No, you are. I, I feel it. I mean, it's a it's a valid point. I just feel like. There, there are limitations, and like yeah, I'm not saying you have to like share personal. And details. he's accepting them. That's yeah. The thing. I understand the limits, yeah. and I, I understand what your approach is, and I respect it because it's working for you very obviously. Um, but I'm trying to take a different approach, and I understand that that comes with obstacles and limits. Yeah. But those are things that I'm willing to face to keep the integrity that I have going into this. You know I what I mean? That. I don't. I don't want to post my personal. Like I have no issue posting my work, my photography, my cinematography, my writing, any of that. My work. It's for everybody. It's for. It's for me to share, and that, and that's how I express myself. It's not. I don't express myself by posting a personal like a, a vlog or, oh, yeah. or something like that. You know what you I mean? You could have like, for example, posting that, my face or that whatever. That clip I sent you of you like directing. I'll be right back. Ten one. That that, okay. that 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 clip I sent you, like it doesn't have to necessarily be like oh like today I moved in with like my, my sister, but like yeah, and I wouldn't mind posting something like but that because it's something it's, that stopped you. Well, I told you I'm I'm trying. No, no, to no, put, I'm talking about the the clip that um I sent that I took of you in the house. Yeah, I'm trying to use that with with something. Ah. Uh, but the like I have no issue posting something like that because it partakes to my to my work. Yeah. I have no issue posting stuff of me doing like BTS and stuff like that. Like my fit my personal image, like my physical image, it's not that's not the issue. Like I don't care if people see what I look like. Yeah. Um, like I'm not ki- I'm not trying to keep my face hidden or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't like my it's my 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 personal life. I like to keep no, you. Myself. I, I agree. You could keep that. I'm not just saying. Yeah, and I I don't want to like everyone is listening to this. I'm not saying you have to share your personal life. But you can still build your personal brand, which is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. In my way, um, like I said earlier, I've been trying to post. I've been trying to be more active. That's good. And like, yeah, like uh, baby steps are great. So like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. I was just saying like, I guess w- when, when I heard that you don't want to invest into your social media because you're afraid of what people are gonna say, I feel like that's when I was like, wait, hold on, because that's gonna happen regardless. And like, like he was mentioning like Bradley Martin, or somebody, but Bradley Martin's a fucking millionaire, and like yeah. he, like he's. 
the level of sc- the level of scrutiny that you're afraid that you're gonna face is not gonna happen until you reach a certain level. Well, here's the thing: I don't care. I, like, I don't have an issue if people start scrutinizing my work because that's something I can stand behind and something that I can defend regardless. But if if I post something personal about my personal life on social media, yeah. and then somebody has something negative to say about it, now the entire yeah. now the entire world no and you don't need to share certain, that has a certain perspective of who i am as a person and if that affects my integrity as a person then yeah. i don't want that i'd rather just no, avoid I... the situation altogether no, no 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 you don't have to share i mean like i said you don't have, definitely don't have to share like personal yeah personal details but i still feel i still will stand that you need to like everyone needs to build a personal brand if they're not trying to like i don't i don't disagree with you yeah so i mean whatever I that whatever that looks like yeah. but it, 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 it does require discipline and it requires intentionality and like i feel like a lot of people still want to be like ah, i don't need social media and i feel like technically you don't but it's still so it's it's like it's a helpful tool it's a helpful tool and in like you're being like it's just like i said it's gold i view, I literally view it as gold like people like you have a lot of followers you got a lot of people coming on your posts like, pe- like people want to work with you you got sponsorships endorsements like things just pile up like for example y'all y'all were trying to raise money like y'all are raising money uh for your film that's going to help your career imagine you guys had 100k followers how much more money you guys could generate yeah think about that not even 100k i'll give you 10 10k 5k like 5k followers like you guys got i think what was it like a thousand or something yeah you guys got a thousand with the minimal amount of i'm not saying like but like you guys don't really like go hard on social media but imagine if you guys did so the thing is, is you guys are still using social media tools and stuff like that but you're still kind of like but then there's just there's this like hesitancy about it and i guess what i'm saying is i wouldn't say it's go the fuck in it's more it's more we don't maximize on it because yeah and like that's because there's a hesitancy it's like oh i don't want to like you said like i'd rather like build my relationships off like i'd rather do it through relationships and like people knowing me and that's great but now there's easier ways to do that but also an extension of that is um stretching yourself too thin because uh kind of like what we said in the past i mean we have one of the visionaries on the table obviously with us and he can vouch that just because we're not on the main stage performing doesn't mean that there's not shit preparing behind this oh no and that's so it's just it's it's we've had a good amount of like i would say what three months of like invisibility because it wasn't that we weren't sharing anything it's just that we were developing something we were developing a system that whether we were busy whether we were not busy or nothing yeah, to man. do we were building a system that we were in the back cave making something happen how can no, we how can we maintain interaction in a way that's sustainable show the behind the scenes show oh, the we preparation do. we do exactly but that's my point like that, like you don't necessarily always have to have like and if that's the difference between content creating and filmmaking content creating is easier you don't need a full crew. You don't need a budget. You don't need to feed your crew. You don't need to do all that. It's literally you and your iPhone. And like at the end of the day, like you just have to like be expressive and show people like what you, what you have going on. Like 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 you're like you're prepping. You're doing uh, pre-production stuff. Put a fucking iPhone on the stand and show people that. Like show like your meetings. Like and just you know what I'm saying. Like there's there's ways to still be intentional about your social media without having like a final product. Yeah, we just want to build it in a way that becomes intuitive. Facts. I mean, take your time. I'm definitely not trying to rush out or anything like that. It, like, like I think I told you when we, when we had this full-on conversation was, the goal eventually, 
is being able to afford to have obviously a, a social media marketing agent or whatever you call it so that way we have someone that's fully in charge of like just showcasing us in in the public eye um i mean to put it brutally honest like i've said it behind closed doors we just don't see it as a current let's say priority and even then it sounds wrong it's not even a priority it's that we have other stuff that we need to really put our attention in no i feel that i respect that we distract ourselves to just look make ourselves look relevant we might miss a step or two so we just we're building foundation we'll we're building structure that will sustain itself even in the darkest day so that way when when all the other things come on because things are gonna continue to grow yeah for sure gonna come a point that you might get super booked and you might get super distracted and if you didn't find a way to implement it on a sustainable level you're gonna completely forget to post you're gonna forget to press record you're gonna forget to do all these things because you're worrying about the cast you're worrying about the crew you're worrying yeah. about honestly locations. a lot of a lot of times like like i said i've been trying to be more active mm-hmm. um with my work on social media and trying to post more and, and gain more followers um because like i like like i said like you were saying it, it is a, a helpful tool a lot of times the issue i have is i forget mm, simply okay. i simply forget i have like raging adhd and i it's, it has lose, to become I a lose, i lose track so easily of things um, and I just I just forget, and then some days. Oh, he's going to the bathroom and talk shit for a minute. Yeah. So, some days I just don't care enough. Some days I just get home, and I'm like, I don't even want to look at my phone. I want to I want to be in bed. I want to read something. I want to play a video game. I don't want to fucking I don't even want to look at my phone. And and that happened to me the last like two days. I was like, man, I should really post something and you know get something going, especially for that merch, which is a limited time thing. Um, it might be a good idea to post something. But I was like, nah, I don't, I don't really want to. Like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Like, I don't. F- today is not the day for me to do to be socially active. Like, I need to recharge my social battery because that does drain. And if you're someone as social as I am, and you know I'm a very social person, I'm very extroverted. I uh, still have a battery that dies from time to time, and I just want to be. I just want to put myself in a cave and fucking hibernate socially, and I have to worry about that shit. Yeah, which is what I did. There's a pause button. Let me see your words. All right, we're back up. We're back. Yeah, we had to. We had to. Hey, we, we had to all go to the bathroom to take the potty break. Weak. Not at the same time because we're not that at that. We're not at that level. Yet. Yet. Sorry, what? I'm not partaking in that. <laughs> That's a division media thing. <laughs> division with a vision, for the loot. Division bathroom. <sighs> but yeah, see, see how. You were concerned before, and everyone is always fucking concerned. It's I was really concerned, but everyone's always about? everyone's always like, "Oh, what are we gonna talk about?" What's no, I was just what I should just I prepare for. I'm like, don't prepare for shit. Prepare to be real. Just have a few drinks with us. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I mean, I wasn't tripping too hard. I was just wondering what was like if you guys had a specific topic. That's all. I ain't uh, tripping too you. hard. We yeah, have the topic is you. Topic is me. Hey, that's a great topic. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Oh. Wow. Well, I don't know about that. You're gonna try to milk what whatever's left there. Yeah, the three little, drops that are left. Three drops of bullet. You should take. Is that? Yeah, you should chuck that shit. Chuck it. Chuck it. Class. That's class. Chug. Oh, chug. Look, don't break. Don't break it. No, I would. That's. I got you. Um. But yeah. Yeah. 
go to the bathroom, release yourself a bit, and you forget everything everything you spoke about. Yeah, that was like full amnesia that we just had. Yeah, I don't even know where I am. No, I mean we were. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to keep talking about it, where we can just shift. Um, maybe. I think we. I think we made our our cases. <laughs> yeah. I think we made our selective cases. Um. I don't think any anybody here is wrong. No, for sure. It's all um, just... I think, all, I, I think the conclusion like of the topic is quite simple, to be honest. And the conclusion is, fuck you, Juan. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, bro. You guys, you, and the conclusion from mine is you guys are fucking boomers, dude. Yeah, I, I prefer to be a yeah. boomer. <laughs> you think I want to be Gen Z? I don't need no social media. <laughs> I got pen and paper and the mailbox. Christopher Nolan didn't. Oh yeah, back to that. No, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna hit you with that. Christopher Nolan didn't have social media, so he had no other choice. And he and he was for like I'm not saying you can't make it, but he had to take he had to do it the hard way. Well, also he did direct the best fucking trilogy of Batman. Yeah, but at that so point he was already made. Like not really. I mean, he already had millions to spend. How are you gonna? That, and my point is that like that's the thing as filmmakers is that you can like for example I'm gonna hit you with something. I'm sure there is some fucking talented ass indie filmmaker in Atlanta or somewhere that is struggling and that like is putting together fire ass productions guess what if Jake Paul puts together a production who's gonna see it more who's gonna make more money and at the end of the day that's the point right that's I mean it's the point that I mean if you're in it for the money or for the impact but you're gonna have a bigger impact if you have a stronger following so it's like I guess it's like more of like I guess my what I've learned is just like I feel like a lot of filmmakers they want to struggle or they want to like grind it out the mud to like get get to the top, but like social media is literally just like such an easier pathway. And I feel like like just imagine this: imagine if you're getting paid a million dollars right now for this episode that you're doing right now. Who says we're not? Yeah, we're not. <laughs> like that's like Jude, Joe Rogan does those kind of numbers, and like he did, like you see what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying you have like you have to be, but like just imagine like. That's that's the capabilities and the possibilities with social media, and then everything else kind of like aligns. Filmmaking's easier, creating's easier, life is easier. So then you do feel more creative. Right, I agree. I think um, definitely social media is a great way to to put your work on display, um, and obviously having a greater following it is, opens doors. is much more beneficial, and it it'll help you uh, get more traction to your work. However. Um, the way you approach it, it can be, it can be in any way, shape or form because somebody who has a million followers on TikTok isn't necessarily portraying who they are as a person Oh, for sure, I like uh, that. Uh, on social media. And we're not in the business of putting a fake persona on social media. We we're in the business of putting a fake persona on a script so that someone else can portray. No, nah, you don't need to be fake. You just have to be intentional. So it's not yeah, always about and a lot of, t- and a lot of times that intentionality comes with, Posting, posting constantly, and we're not the kind of people who care about posting constantly. So if we were to, in fact, post constantly, we're not being ourselves, and that is the exact opposite of what we're trying to do. Uh, that that would just be—I wouldn't say it's redundant, um, but it's it's definitely a, 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 a facsimile of who we are as people. A facsimile. That's interesting. I think I, I mean, said that right. What the fuck is a facsimile? Sounds uh, like a fucking a falsehood. Di- sounds like a fucking disease. I wish it were. Maybe it is. It sounds like a disease. Oh, a disease I just died of facsimile. But I died already. I can't even say that it. case of facsimile. I think. I mean, yeah. I don't know. There's, just, there's all the way. There's all the ways to automate that. Though. You I, can I schedule think, it. Like, here's the thing, and I think 
don't know if you did this intentionally or unintentionally, but I think it comes down to a simple realization. It's a fucking tool at the end of the day. It's not the only way. It's one of the ways that works. For sure. I'm not saying it's yeah. And just Hang like... Hang on. This is how we're going to resolve this. Tell me, to, tell me to use social media again. I use social media. Nah. All right, cool. Problem solved. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, look, to use social yeah, media. Yeah. I said I use it. My bad. But look, but look at... um. So, in the world of cinematographers... Yeah, there's some people that would like love to work with a red, would love to work with an airy, but at the end of the day, it don't mean shit. It, as long as yeah, you, hold on. I feel like that's. Oh, like I'm gonna let you finish. My fault. My fault. Like, to an extent, it don't mean shit because you need to know how to operate that tool. You need to operate. You need to know how to maximize on the, on the execution of what that tool can provide. If you give a film student an airy, and you give an iPhone to a pro to a pro let's say the DP of Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan's DP is probably going to make something oh, fire make something better but how are you going to okay so how does that relate to social media that it's a tool like it's all like we we don't have to necessarily like depend on it so much that it's the only way we just have to be aware that it's one of the popular tools that really has a good track record to really get results but it doesn't mean that it's where Abe is not in the wrong for wanting to try a different approach because it doesn't feel authentic to him and you're not in the wrong approach because you want to really maximize on it it's just a matter of like respecting everyone's yeah just so we're just so we're all clear for sure I have no problem using social media I I just I just don't see myself being a Logan Paul influencer constantly posting, vlogging, whatever. That's not who I, that's not what I care about. I don't, I really, you can tell me it's, it, I'll make a billion bucks tomorrow if I just posted so much more on social media and I, I, I don't care. Like I don't, I don't see myself doing it. Mm. I'll try. I'll definitely try, but it's not something that I feel any fucking, any passion towards. So it's, it's harder for me to actually, uh, uh, execute you know what i mean and also like social media is a fucking swiss army knife so just because we're not using it in the way that you use it we're using it in the way that we really can showcase ourselves whether it's maybe it's just the way you're using it in a small percentage that's and it's like you're like it's like going to the gym once a week yeah you're not wrong that's like that's literally what that is if you you pay attention to they're not going at all man if you pay attention if you pay attention to the whole conversation on my end I've not once said that you're wrong in the way you're describing things. And Abe is not wrong in the way he's describing things. It's just a matter of what feels more authentic to the individual or feels more like, like it's just a matter of what works for one. I mean, I feel that, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't get this tattoo for no reason. You know what I mean? I have a tattoo, uh, for those listening, that says My Way, which is the Frank Sinatra song, which is about... Um, just living, living your life the, the way you want it, not how anybody else is living it, not how anyone else is telling you to live it. Just live it the way you feel like you want to live it. And honestly, maybe it's just the way my brain works. But when I don't care about something uh, to a certain extent, like I, I refuse to do it. I don't like you can tell. Me, I don't care how bad you want me to do it. I don't. I won't do it. I don't care. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Um, you know what I mean? Like if I, I like I like to read, but if I 
pick up a book that I just don't care about. And I had like when I was in school, when I was in high school, they give us so many books to read um, for school to have like tests on or whatever, homework or whatever. And whenever I grabbed one of those books that I didn't care about at all, that I thought was boring, I straight up did not read it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to read it, even if I wanted to read it. I couldn't no, I get myself that. to do it. Yeah, me either. Um, but I think it's a like, like I said, it's a it's a work in progress. It's something that I'm working towards. And like we were talking about tools, let's use tools as a as a as an analogy. Um, if I want to hammer in a nail, if I want to put a nail in the wall. And everyone's using a hammer because a hammer works the best. And all I have is a screwdriver because I'm not that good with a hammer. Like, I don't mind picking up the hammer and trying it. But if it's not working for me and the screwdriver does, even though it takes me longer, I also use a screwdriver. But you're also choosing for the hammer not to work for you. That's my point. The point is, I'm not I'm not good with the hammer. And you, I, I'm picking are. it up because I want to try the, to use the hammer and I want to get better with it. But I want that nail to go in right now. Do me a favor. So I'm gonna use a screwdriver because that's what's, that's what's working for me right now. And until I get better with the hammer, I'm not gonna use the hammer. Do me a favor. Don't like when we're building the studio, stay away. No, but my point with that analogy is that you're telling yourself, I don't give a shit to use that hammer. I'd rather use a screwdriver because it's more authentic to me, even though it's less effective. We're, we're, we've passed, we've passed the authenticity. <laughs> we're not talking about authenticity. So we're talking about um, what what works for me at this very moment, and what could work for me in the future. Wait, 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 wait. I'll talk about this all day because shut up. Shut if I'm up. not, if I, no, I'm not gonna shut I'm up. Gonna mute you. If I, if I, if I feel like I'm not being understood, I will, I will not stop until everybody understands what the fuck I'm saying. That's how I feel too. <laughs> in, in the meantime, what's your favorite food, Juan? Um, you should check his social media. It's probably on there. Yeah, probably. Ah, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Puerto Rican food, probably. Specifically. Yeah, any dish in particular? Fondo? Mofo. Mm, I like a classic, like, arroz con pollo with empanadas. Well, I'm going to have arroz con pollo tonight. That's fucking dank. No empanadas? Nah, it's not in the budget. It's not, it's not. What about you? What's your favorite food? Uh, Jambalaya. Jambalaya, wow. That's, that's a real southern food. Mm, mm -hmm. that's southern right. right there. I love me a good jambalaya. I like spicy food, I like seafood. Here's the rhetorical one. What's my favorite food, Abe? Risotto. No, it's yours. Penis. Damn. That's Ellie's. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, uh, I'm going to guess. Come on, you know it. I know it's pasta. There you go. I'm trying to guess. Why are you thinking? Okay, but there's so many there's so many variations of pasta. It doesn't matter. It's just pasta. Oh, so when he said Puerto Rican food, why did you ask him specifically? So what's my favorite type of pasta? I love gnocchi. There you gnocchi. Go. Isn't that a potato? I thought that was a potato. It is. It's a potato pasta. It's oh, interesting. Yeah, potato pasta. Dynamic. Yeah, it's like flour. It's like normal normal pasta, but you just happen to add a cooked potato into the mix, and now you have a dumpling. It's essentially a dumpling. It's dumplings? Essentially, it's a dumpling. <laughs> I don't understand food sometimes. I just eat it. Yeah. Right? I'm not a chef. I am. I know. I'm a chef. I'm an eater, barista. I like to eat. That's not even putting it lightly. That's like an understatement. Yeah, man. I'd be eating. <laughs> well, that was a nice little deviation, a little break from the from the social media topic. <laughs> Did anyone have MySpace? Yeah, I got it when it was too late. For real? Yeah. What a fucking, I had, I had a fucking hypocrite! Ah, uh, what a fucking dick! <laughs> I was thirteen. <laughs> so, 
I have. Did you ever like customize yeah, that's it? What, that's like... why I feel the way that I do. I hopped on it too late. No, I mean, I didn't go anywhere, so you didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, really it was whatever. I, I, I liked it. I Actually, liked artists seeing, uh... got pretty big off of it, though. It was a great way for artists. Yeah, because I, I, I like the fact that you could put like whatever music you want. Like when people open your page, there's like yeah, music starts playing. Dope. Um, I think that, that was a good way for artists to get to get big. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge for artists actually. But that's kind of that was kind of cool. Like I love seeing like people's different MySpace and just go on and see like what their what their, the top what five. their kind of music is, like what their theme, like you put like a theme as your background, like what kind of stuff they're into. You remember that, that for like studying people? You remember that to put a fucking theme in your MySpace, you essentially had to put code into it. No. Oh, I think that's why they started losing popularity because like this. I don't remember that at all. I remember just downloading a theme and then putting it but it started it started getting kind of uh complicated because of like the coding and yeah you have to go into like your description or something and put like you have to copy paste the people lost code or something once where well, yeah, once the guy what's his name tom something yeah i think it was once tom. he sold it it like it got fucked and he even even he even talked about how like bad myspace was getting ran that's savage as hell you sell a company <laughs> for like shit about and then you start talking shit about the people that bought it from you <laughs> <laughs> How dare you tarnish my masterpiece? I think Steve Jobs did the same. Oh, about oh, I mean Steve Jobs. Yeah, he was he got fired from his company and then got put back. He got dogged. He got yeah. dogged real hard. Yeah, that's another thing. He was he was a genius and no one fucking understood him. No, everyone thought he was like a radical and crazy and. So what's whatever. to say that we're not a radical and crazy, but reality just innovators? Just because we don't want to do it your way, Juan. Huh? It's not my way. Huh? It's the proven way. I don't give a shit about the proven way. Yeah. We're visionaries, not doers. But you guys are still well, doing. Now, my thing is, you guys are still using social media, so it's like, like it just doesn't make sense. It's like, like I said, it's like going to the gym once a week. You're not gonna get big. You're not gonna get the results going to the gym like once a week. So why whiskey and coke? <laughs> How are you gonna start the conversation and then try to switch? Why whiskey and coke? Because it's a great blend. You don't need a lot of you don't. I like liquors that you don't need a lot of like chaser for. Have you tried a Manhattan? What's a Manhattan again? It's whiskey, uh, vermouth, which is a sweet wine, bitters, and cherry. It's actually fucking great. I mean, I'm down to try it. It's well, it sounds like you, a good drink. You can't try it because we were drinking all the whiskey. We did, we did. But hey, it was pretty good. I feel I felt kind of lit. Yeah, we can't afford the full lit. It's all good, man. Yeah. No worries. It was good. It was a good drink. Yeah. Did you like it with the cherries? Yeah. It was a good twist. It was a good twist for sure. That's what we do. We create plot twists. <laughs> Are we ever going to get to choose our, our vice? Uh, what's your vice, Abe? Probably a white Russian. Ooh, Ooh what's a white Russian again? <laughs> you don't want to know. That shit will knock you down. Shit's good. It's really, it's really fattening. It's like vodka, cream, and some other shit. Yeah, it's vodka, heavy cream, and Kahlua. Ah, oh, that sounds good. Have you? I like, I like whiskey sours. Oh, I could have made that. You could have made that. Whiskey sours. You gotta like, make a whiskey sour. Yeah, I, th- I was gonna ask that, but I, for for some reason I thought you were gonna say some smart ass response. Probably, but that's regardless of the point. <laughs> you're, gonna <ask laughs> me, you're gonna ask me how I am, and I'm gonna fucking uh, Mosto meal. I love oh, Moscow Musical. Moscow Mule. Mojitos are dang too. Which one? Mojitos. Mojitos. Are I nice. love me a good mojito. Aren't, didn't Cubans originate mojitos? Yeah, it's a Cuban thing. Um, I also like a good old fashioned. Old fashions yeah. are dang too. Like, I like liquor. I like blueberry drinks. 
Like the nice. There's a. I'm know, more of a um, I'm more of a wine person, but the last time we had wine on this podcast, we almost fell asleep. You know what I do like though? Uh, pisco sour. Pisco sour, those are good too. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? For those for my Latino friends, un pisco de maracuya. Oh shit! What is that? Uh, passion fruit pisco. Damn. That shit's fucking bomb. Yeah, that sounds bomb. I like or, passion fruit on anything. I'm very passionate about passion fruit. Me too. Passion fruit mojitos. Oof. So yeah, there, there's, there you go, guys. So for you guys that tuned in for an hour and twenty-seven minutes. Holy shit. Um, that's what our vice is. Maybe. I mean, I already had my vice. I pray to God your vice doesn't come true. What a white Russian. Yeah. Why not? Because it's brutal. I've tried it a few times and it's just uh, it makes me feel like I'm mutating. Yeah, it's super. It's it's very heavy. Yeah. You kind of just have one. You can't have more than one. Are you gonna be like? Ugh. Sometimes you gotta be careful because that bitch splits. What do you mean that bitch splits? Because of, of the cream. Sometimes if you don't do it right or if you do, like first of all, I doubt it's happened. But if you tried adding citrus into it, no. Citrus on milk? Yeah, you make cottage cheese. Ugh. Gross, dude. God, I hate yeah, oh, this, ma- this white Russian's a little lumpy. It's chunky. <laughs> I would. I was. Yo. That's not what I wanted. What's going on? <laughs> I thought we were having drinks, not snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So you want to know why we call it creative vices? Or because do you we're, want- why? Take your guess. Because we're creative and we're sipping on vices. Because that. because creativity is our vice. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, come on. And that's all that's what creativity is to us, but I think it's time to ask the question of all questions. That, that's, uh, yeah, that's like, can we can we do like one more curveball? Yeah, what, more you, what? what you got? What you curveball, you know when the ball curveball. curves, you know, goes you throw one direction and goes a different direction. That's sure. called a curveball. That means it's going in an, so a curveball is when all a right, ball. Alright, let's not be condescending here. Yeah, I do <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could <laughs> This is why we need video for this. It's not in the budget. <laughs> what you mean? You got the cameras. I don't got the live stream or the editor. Oh, that's true. Fair enough. That's true. What's, going what's on? your What's your curveball? My curveball is um, that there's none. That was a curveball. Yeah. I, I was expect. Was a- I was fully expecting something yeah. to happen. You know, you know, like when you're watching a movie and it just kind of like just stops out of nowhere. And every Marvel movie. Let me stop. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, please go on. Kind of. No, now, this is the podcast that talks shit about Marvel movies. It's come to a point that it's also very predictable now. They try to do oh, it, yeah. but now it's very predictable. Like do you think? Do the you OD think? Uh, score. Do you think the? You know how everyone's talking about like superhero fatigue, or do you think that's like a thing that oh, superhero? Haven't you heard of superhero fatigue? What people are just tired of watching? Yeah. Movies so like superheroes. people are saying that that um. Well, you know how Marvel like the MCU movies have been like slowly declining yeah in, i mean after, after viewership Endgame, like yeah exactly and everyone's saying that's like oh you know superhero fatigue because everyone's like, kind of like bored with superheroes already i mean but yeah it's getting kind of you think that's a you think that's a true thing damn i don't know i mean i haven't i haven't i feel like i haven't like heard enough people talk about it i just heard about it today but me personally yeah i mean i don't really i don't really care too much about superheroes like and like watching too much about it. i mean i love the dark knight that's yeah. That's my I mean, favorite. I, wouldn't. It's a good I movie. think they just got comfortable with the with the. With but also, the, I mean, everything's fucking reruns. Wait, my bad. They, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong with that. They got comfortable with with uh, with the system that worked. They yeah, comfortable it's comfortable with the sequels, with the remakes. Here's what I think happened, and my my opinion might be it could be controversial. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, <sighs> I, I think I think after Endgame, 
Um, obviously, they had to do like a little, like a fresh kind of restart on the thing, which is fine and happens. I think superhero fatigue is a real thing to an extent. Yeah. Like, I think some people are like, all right, that's enough. Um, like myself, like I kind of bored already, but I do think the quality of their stuff started declining yeah, when when the Disney when Disney Plus started put like getting shows and stuff like yep. that. At the same time, I feel like they are they are guilty of pandering to certain groups. What's pandering mean? It's kind of like just putting stuff out to appeal to certain groups of people. Mm. Like you know that, that that like very pro woman stuff and that they did in the Endgame and stuff. I think it, I th- I don't think that was very genuine. I think a movie like Barbie was very genuine with something oh, like Barbie that. Oh, Barbie was genuine. Which is which is which is great, but I think Marvel is doing it just for the sake of like oh, they like appe- appeasing to certain groups so they can like watch their stuff, you know what I mean? I don't think it comes from a genuine place in my opinion oh, that's not that. um, i think i think it's just like uh, yeah, barbie uh, uh, was i think it's a i think it's a it's a it's a strategy to get more viewers or to get more money oh for sure um, as, mean, as marvel and and disney loves to do uh, just drain whatever cow they're they got their hands on at the moment um and that's why i think people aren't watching it because that that alone like it's one thing to to talk about those topics which is i think it's a great thing to bring uh, people's attention to um but i think they're doing it just so they can get that demographic to oh, watch sure. their stuff, and because they're so focused on that, cool. it's really dwindling the quality of their work of the stuff that they're putting out. Also, they're overworking the VFX artists. Oh, I man, I would hate to be a Disney fucking insane dude. VFX artist. It's dude. ridiculous. Speaking of VFX, I've heard the of that Barbie shit. movie. I have not watched it by the way, but the Barbie movie was was, from my understanding, was fully shot on like live sets, which I think is fucking amazing it was there was there was very minimal cgi or vfx it was all like practical effects like yeah. the sets the whatever That's was all dope. practical effects which i, I think like some shit was definitely awesome, cgi which is the main reason i want to watch it to it's be it's a honest. good movie and the concept was dope the concept was really dope and like the message behind it was not expecting such a strong message um but yeah i mean i think people but so when you're asking your question I think there is superhero fatigue, but then I also feel like people need to watch superhero movies. It gives them like it gives them like purpose and hope, and I feel like people, a lot of people like rely on superhero movies. And I feel like if I agree, I love super. Like I'm, I'm a stop big, getting, they I stop like getting comic re- books. I'm a big fan of superheroes. Um, they stop getting released. I feel like a lot of people would like not know what the fuck to do with themselves. Yeah, uh, I mean <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know if we're gonna have like a gap. Where they just don't release any superhero no, stuff because not. even it's now, even now, superhero stuff is is popular. And they and they came out with you know the boys, which is a crazy good show. Oh, the they boys. came out with Invincible, which is a great animated show. Um, it's just I think it's more like Marvel. That's just like their quality is just kind of like tanking a little bit. I mean, yeah, and the CGI is fucking horrible. Yeah, which is ridiculous because they have like one of the biggest budgets of all time. Because they're just lazy. They're lazy. It's not practical filmmaking. It's just trying to like create shit for money. Yeah. Exactly. All right, boys and girls, we're at that time of the day. We're at that time of the day where we're going to ask the important question. You ask, Why don't you ask uh, a question? The drummer, we're bringing him back because uh, he's underpaid. <laughs> First time I did that, it was fun. Yeah, I've been cursing this entire time. Hey, uh, Juan. <laughs> Uh, I think I think it's time to get real. I'm tired of your bullshit. So let's be real for a sec. Um, I think I think we need to like just get naked and just get real because it's. it's Wait, hold on a second. Ellie, <laughs> she's down for it too. So you're telling the wrong person. Yeah, I know she is. She's she's already probably nude. So I'm not. Gonna... What did you say? What? 
think she wants us to finish the podcast. Yeah, she wants us to get the fuck out of here. So, with that, Juan, I need to I need you to make eye contact with me because this is a very intimate question. Okay. You're single, right? No. No, well. That's all right. Juan, what is creativity for you? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like creativity is a unapologetic, an unapologetic way of expressing yourself. And that can be either through singing, dancing, rapping, music, art. I mean, damn, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little lost. It's an unapologetic way of expressing yourself. Nice and simple, clean to the point. I like that. That was very accurate. I can't hear you. I like that. It's too much Abraham. Classic Abe. Yeah, it's it's if if one extreme is not enough, I go the other way. Yeah. Oh, balance. <laughs> Boys and girls, I think we've learned very important that uh, social media is an important tool for some, not to all, but for some, mainly most, all of people actually. So uh, with that being said, make sure to check out. Give us your plug real quick, Juan. Yeah, give us your plug, man. Give us all your social media plugs. Okay, if so... If you want to plug anything in particular. Instagram is... J.A. Ponyo. Carajo. J.A. Boys. All right, real talk, my bad. You're silly. It's J.A. Ortega. J-A-O-R-T-E-G-A. 95 on Instagram. And then YouTube... Slash Gritty Innovations. What are the talk? What about the tickety talk? The tickety talk. I think, yeah, my TikTok is Gritty Innovations too. The clock app. The cl- the what about t- your phone number? What's your phone number? Yeah, no, no, y'all can fuck Social? That way. Social <laughs> I just gave my social. Email. You did? What? Your social security. We're going to have to rewind. <laughs> Someone's trying your to driver, Your driver's identity. license number, your license plate, your home address. Silly. Your mother's maiden name. Yeah. That's it. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Shenanigans, but Real Talk, as always. I uh, hope you guys enjoy tuning in. Uh, make sure to check out all the episodes we've done with amazing people. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, some people listening might have thought that this podcast got a little heated. It did. Like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, none of this is personal. Oh, this is just This is just talk amongst friends, and if if you know what good friends are like you know shit always gets intense and you always dab it up at the end have a drink and well actually i took it very personal i need you guys to get the fuck out of my house oh shit all right i'm out of here (laughs) that has to shit himself uh but uh real talk thank you guys for tuning in again and check out all the episodes creative vices check out our youtube channel where we do creative gym to showcase different lighting methods and just how to get it done check out our instagram at division media to just see more stuff um, don't follow our personal pages because we're not about that. And uh, you know what? If you see us on the street and we we look like we're happy and all that, you better you best turn the other way before we knock you down. But other than that, Yo. thank you guys for tuning in. We love you all, and as always, be a visionary. <laughs>